And the question, the question I ask of you is, what will you do? What is your that something? Right? And I can only tell you what my that something is. You're all going to have to find your own that something. <clears throat> but my that something, I'll just give you some examples from yesterday. So this little boy, I've been seeing, I saw his mom when uh, she was pregnant with him. And now he's almost two. Um, and uh, he comes, I, I was in the back adjusting someone and I was just turning around to walk back up to the front. And I hear him say, Dr. Ruby, Dr. Ruby. And, and, I, I, and I knew exactly who it was. And he comes sprinting around the, the bed in the office. And he comes running into my arms with his arms open like this. And he's this big, he's like, Dr. Ruby, I love you. I'm like, oh. Right, that's my, that's something. Right, that's why I do what I do. <clears throat> and then another kid, he's like eight or nine years old. And he was destined to have been put on Ritalin. Uh, but now several months into his care, no Ritalin for this kid. And now every time I see him, he brings me something. So yesterday, he brings me some cookies from a, a chicken cup salad chicken. Uh, I, I don't, I'm kind of gluten-free, so I don't eat most of the crap that he gives me. But it's awfully nice that he gives them to me. Um, and hopefully he won't hear me say that. <laughs> and um, so uh, I, he gave me the cookies, and I said, thank you so much. That was so sweet. And you know, I just didn't leave left, and one of the interns was like, can I have the cookies? Sure, you can have the cookies out of the Um and, but this is the kind of stuff that happens all day long, right? It's this constant, like, uh, I was talking to another person on Tuesday um, who's not a chiropractor, and she said, tell me what it is that you love about you know, what you do. He said, you're so passionate about this. And I said, it's because I get a chance to look in the eyes of these beautiful kids all day long, and there's nothing more beautiful than having like this little one running into my arms saying, I love you, Dr. Ruby, just to look at the, there's a different look that a little one gives than any of you can ever give. And it's not because, it's because you guys are older and jaded with filters and this and this and this and this and all these experiences that you have. But with these little ones who've had no experiences, really, thank hopefully, they come in purity, right? So when they did, when he says, I love you, Dr. Rubin, that's unbelievable because like there's no more pure love than a love with people. Right? Because it's totally honest and it's totally raw. And it's, and when a kid gives you a gift of cookies, like he could have saved the cookies for himself, right? Why did he give the cookies to me? It wasn't because he's not taking away one. That's not why he's like, I don't think there's a cognitive point where he says, well, because I'm not taking and I was supposed to say it. It's because I know Dr. Rubin loves me. I know what he's doing is really great for my brain and nerve system, even if he can't express it like that. And he wants to share a little something of his with me. And a couple of weeks ago, he brought in this little Lego thing. He created, he knows I like Star Wars, so he created this little Lego Star Wars thing, and he gave it to me. And it sits on my desk. And they, wow, like you want to have that something, right? You want to have that. I hope that somehow you guys find whatever it is within chiropractic that's used that something. Whether it's pediatrics, or it's geriatrics, or it's sports, or it's orthopedics, or it's x-ray becoming a DAC mark. Whatever it happens to be, I hope you find that something. Because 
This is what drives me to be excited about going to the office tomorrow morning. You know, and what we do <clears throat> before every uh, shift, we have like a morning shift, and afternoon shift. Before every shift, we read like some affirmations, and we go over the schedule. And just to be prepared, okay, we have this patient coming in who's got this issue, and this is a new patient here. And I know tomorrow we got two kids on the spectrum coming in, and that there's no greater joy I have when a mom comes in and says, my kid is just letting you know, my kid's minimally speaking and usually gets very upset and you're probably gonna have a hard time with that. And I just say, don't worry about it. Because I felt like, I speak their language. I understand where they are at, right? I feel what they're feeling. So I don't get upset if they're not paying attention, if they don't do what I ask them to do. You know, we had a dad the other day with the kid on the spectrum coming and the kid was, having a hard day. He was, he'd already gone to one of the doctors who was already kind of upset from that. It was his nap time. And I said, you know, he's like, you just do what you guys do, we'll hold him down, we'll, I'll hold him like this, and we're gonna get interested, we'll hold him over here, just do what you do. No, that's not what we're going to do. He said, but I know you have this thing, you've got to hold this to stuff on your exam for me. I don't care. My goal is I want him to trust me. So other places might hold some kid down and inject him or poke him or prod or get a blood test out of him. I'm not doing that. I, I don't need I need to just finally holding him. So even though he's a big, you know, eight-year-old kid, he was the dad was holding him like this and as he was trying to kind of calm him down. And I was able to check his spine that way. <clears throat> and like, okay, there's a couple of tests that I want to do where he's got to stand and he's not standing. We'll do those tests next time. He said, no, let's try to do it now. I said, no, I, I want him to be okay with this office. I want him, when you pull up here next time, not to freak out. Because if you have a child who doesn't want to do something, <clears throat> they will suddenly weigh a thousand pounds. And you can't cry them out of that car seat even if you want to. And that's the last thing I want for this little kid. I want him to want to come to be here. Most of the kids <clears throat> on the spectrum, the parents tell me, that the kids squeal in delight when they pull up to our, our office because they're so excited to come into our place because we have, we have a judgment-free office. Whatever they do is fine. If they're squeezing, it's fine. If they're running around like maniacs, it's fine. If they don't pay attention to the things we ask them to do, that's fine. We're totally judgment-free. And that's a rare place for these kids. Or especially if they're in some sort of ABA therapy where there's all the sit down shit. No, 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 it's not time for this. You sit here. No, you sit here. We're going over our therapy right now. And they're they're commanded to do stuff all day long. And they're and so our office is like an oasis in a desert of someone telling someone what to do. That's my son. That's what I wanted to create, and that's what I did create. So what do you want to create? What is it that you want to, to create? What do you want to manifest? And it's not just paying off your student loans, and it's not just making money, right? That's not that's not a that's not a thing to draw you, right? Yeah, you want to, of course your student loans want to get paid off, of course you want to make money, all that kind of stuff. But that's not the goal. The goal's got to be something bigger because if if money paying off things or making money is your only goal, that's a very shallow goal, and you will never have enough. And trust me, <clears throat> coming from. A, where I came from, and I came from nothing. We lived in a little 
one miserable apartment when I grew up. <clears throat> and I was like, well, I'm not. trust me, money, just getting money isn't enough because you're always going to want more and more and more. There's got to be something else that's going to drive you, that's going to make you want to go to the office 30 years from now. So you better come up with another reason for being <clears throat> than just paying off your student loans and just, I want to make money, or I want to buy this car, or that kind of house. You've got to come up with something bigger. And whatever that figure is, it doesn't matter. And you can have a goal to make X amount of money, but that's not the point. That's not the mission, right? That's not the vision. My vision is service, right? I was in the for many years, and one of their favorite sayings was, service above self, and that's what I do. My service is above myself. I will push myself to the limits to take care of those kids. I will do anything I can to make sure those kids feel loved and feel respected and want to come to get adjusted. Because if you want to build a practice with a whole lot of kids and you want to do your practice your way, you're going to have a hard time. But if you do it their way, it'll be really easy. But you have to flip your brain. Flip your brain away from the judgment and away from <clears throat> what is it that, like, this is my technique, this is how we do my technique. No, <clears throat> it may not jive with your technique at that particular moment. You better come up with something that's going to jive with them, right? So a lot of these kids on the spectrum, I adjust them seated. And I don't mean a seated constant adjustment. I mean, like, seated sustained contact, vast network. I don't think seated until they are comfortable enough to go face down. And that's what I mean by that's something. Because how did I come up with that? I came up with that <clears throat> out of trying to figure out what can I do to get these kids. Because I don't want them to pitch a fit if they're lying face down. Because especially on the spectrum, you lose vision, you lose everything. That freaks them out. So I had to, come, I had to change the things that I learned to adapt to them. Instead of making them adapt to <clears throat> my technique, <clears throat> I make techniques adapt to their particular personalities, right? And that's what happens when you have that something, when you have that drive, when you have that passion, when you have that <clears throat> faith and the ambition that they know what they're doing. And what's amazing, like when you adjust these kids and they start getting it, especially the ones who have autism or some of the kids that have cerebral palsy, they will just melt in the mom's or dad's arms. Because like you touch their atlas and it's like they just totally relax in mom's or dad's arms. And sometimes they'll even grab my finger and put my hand on their neck because they know that's where it's like, Doc, right here, right here. I know what you're gonna do, and you're gonna put it right there because that's what I need, right? And that's the innate to innate contact that you can create <coughs> with these kids or with whatever it is that you are intending on doing. Whatever, whatever the, the, the ultimate goal is to create a life that you're excited to live. That when you go to the office, you're pumped. Because I can't wait to see these two new kids on the spectrum, or the 20 other kids on the spectrum I'll see tomorrow, or all the little babies that I'll see, or the pregnant mamas that we're gonna see. That, to me, there's nothing, there's nothing better than that. <coughs>